The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Looks like we have a few guests in studio, Jalen and I. We do. We have a party going on in here. You know (laughs) what? Uh, Once a year, for the last couple of years, we've welcomed these gentlemen into the studio to talk about the uh, annual Courage Ride for Rehab. Is it Glen Rose Ride for Courage? Lori Hahn joins us in studio, Dallas Smith, and David Rayborn. Hi. Hi, cheers. Hey, Colonel. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's start over here. Lori, tell us about this event. Well, it's the third year we've been doing this. It's a courage ride for Glen Rose, and it's to raise money for the Glen Rose and the terrific work that they do. It's about a 60K, 58.3, but we'll call it 60K ride around Pigeon Lake. Nice. On, on the roads. We'll have about 120 or so, and it's all sanctioned and approved by public safety and the RCMP cooperate and all that kind of stuff. And we got some great sponsors, uh, uh, BMW, Bavaria, uh, Mud, Sweat & Gears, uh, various others who, who give us technical support and a terrific barbecue at the end. Uh, it's uh, we've got entrance now from uh, obviously just folks, but we've got ten ten mounted uh, Edmonton Police Service riders in full uniform. Uh, we'll have some military riders. Uh, we've got uh, it's, it's gaining more and more reputation every year as a terrific event. It's a fun event. It's not a race, but you get two guys on a bike and it becomes a race. <laughs> but it's, it's Especially to, if you're one of them, Laurie. Well, well, I'm not one of them. Uh, some guys will do it in two and a half or three hours. I'm more like a four and a half hour guy. I'm, I'm there for the for the fun and, and for the terrific barbecue at the end, and just for hanging out with with inspirational people like like David and, yeah. and Dallas and the rest of the folks that, that make the Glen Rose work. What is it about uh, the connection with uh, the police and military and the Glen Rose? Well, I, by way of answering that, I first got involved with the Glen Rose through the Afghanistan mission Mm because I saw what terrific work they did for people coming back in various states of physical and and, uh, mental disrepair. And the Glen Rose uh, services, not just military, but they certainly serve military first responders, police, fire, and so on, plus the greater population. There's probably not many people in Edmonton or beyond who don't have a connection with the Mm -hmm. Glen Rose, either directly or personally. I mean, I've got several friends who've been helped there. Uh, we've got uh, somebody from our condo who's had a, a, a difficulty who's going to be there within a week and spending mm-hmm. probably a bunch of time there. So they are the only freestanding hospital on the continent dedicated to nothing but rehab. There is no institution anywhere in North mm-hmm. America like the Glen Rose. They're, they're so unique, and they're such a gem to have in Edmonton. It's just, uh, it just serves not just the military community, but mm-hmm. much, much beyond that. So this event is not just to raise money, though, for uh, the Glen Rose. It's also to raise awareness. 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 Glen Rose is about courage. One of their models is courage encouraged, mm-hmm. and they are all about personal courage. People yep. like David Rayborn, uh, the people who are there. Some of the people have worked there for 50 years. Yeah, the Glen Rose has such a hold on people who are there and people who who have been helped by the Glen Rose, such as David. Dallas, uh, before we get to David, Dallas, tell me your involvement with Glen Rose. I was on the board of the Glen Rose for six years. I just ended in June, and uh, Dick Cotter and I started talking about this, and I had started um, spinning a lot and riding bikes, so Mm -hmm. Dick and I thought, let's go out, and we did this four years ago. We did a ride around Pigeon Lake, and I didn't have the proper bike, and it was horrible, but (laughs) we thought, you know, this really could be a fun thing, so we approached the foundation and said, can we put this on, and 
of course they said yes and it's um you know there's so many golf tournaments and so many other things it's a fun thing you can do it with your family at uh, and as i say it isn't a race but there's always going to be people mm-hmm. racing. but it's just a fun way to spend the day and it really does increase increase the profile when we've got a hundred and some people out there globals out there chorus are big sponsors so it gets people knowing about it because everybody drives down 111th avenue and sees the glen rose mm-hmm. think yeah grandpa went in there when he had a stroke yeah what, they, what else is, is going really on in there a, a yeah. cradle to grave all the preemies once they get out of intensive care and the hospitals here they go there some are in and out for life and burn victims and the military and the police and amputations and well, so many Well, I have a friend things. whose daughter was in there for um, cerebral palsy, yep, you know, yep, trying to get yep. uh, that leg working and that uh, that hand working. It, yeah. it does so much. I, I have to admit, I didn't know that, honestly, yeah. that the Glen Rose is just rehab. Yep. Yep. Just rehab. I, I, had no, I honestly didn't know that. 100%. Yeah, and it's... Uh, well, there's it's your raise one. awareness. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Check me off your list. There we go. So, <laughs> you know, three years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was just a fun event that we thought we'd try, and it's just grown every year. And we've raised uh, $60,000 so far, and this year we're hoping to raise over $50,000. That would be fantastic. Now, if somebody wants to help out but doesn't want a bike, is there a possibility for that? Oh, we got a poker yeah. tournament coming on. What? They can yeah. go to courageride.ca. And they can sponsor um, anyone, Lori, D- David, myself, ah, or any okay. of the others there. They can make a donation to the ride. Um, you know, they can sign up and ride if they want, but it's courageride.ca. And and just by the way, I'm the top fundraiser so far, so that's a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a pretty connected guy, Lori, so I, yeah, no, no surprise there. And David Rayborn joining us um, in studio as well this year, and um, five months in a coma after a cycling accident, if I remember correctly. Yes. And um, the the Glen Rose, um, without the Glen Rose... They gave me everything back. Yeah. Um, so I went to the U of A after being in a cycling accident where I hit a pothole, my front wheel came right off, the forks that hold onto the wheel dug into the pavement. <coughs> I went right over the handlebars and smashed my head on the ground. And fast forward... To the U of A, I'm there for five months in a extended coma, and I'm on life support. Basically, yeah, I'm on life support for most of the time there. I'm when you came out of the coma, yeah, could you walk? Could you talk? I I passed this coma Glasgow coma scale, which I'm technically out of the coma but i'm still on the scale at some point Mm -hmm. we're all on the scale but once you pass 15 you're you're able to move to some sort of rehabilitation center and i luckily got into the glen rose after applying for my parents applied forever trying to get me there and i passed and i got in i couldn't walk i couldn't talk i couldn't eat they were feeding me through a Mm g-tube in my stomach I was an infant, and they said I'd never be able to do any of those things. And how long ago was that, David? And I was three months in the Glen Rose, and it was just amazing. Three months, really. So when you go to the Glen Rose, and here's another misconception I had about the Glen Rose, a hospital like that feels like the end of the road, but it's not. It's It's the beginning of the road. Man, so my accident was September 22nd, 2011. I got out of the Glen Rose May 24th, 2012, mm. and 
things still are, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm, I, I'm very, very close to 100%, but there's still things happening. I mean, I have, I have epilepsy on my, my, my medic alert now. And so. that's from the accident? From the accident. Okay. And that affects me because it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I going to have a seizure? I'm dry, I drove here. Last year, I, I had to get driven here. <laughs> yeah. So. But I, I really like what you've said in so many of these interviews, David, that the uh, U of A saved your life. The U of A saved my life. The Glen Rose gave me my life mm-hmm. back. They gave me a second chance at life. And um, should I give them cards? Sure. I'm a brand new realtor. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you're listening. Yeah, really. <laughs> Nothing. Now real estate group. There we there go. go. Nothing can hold David back. He's always doing some more well, things. Well, and that's the I'm one. I'm always selling something. I already sold Jay Lynn a book. I already got a book. Yeah, I haven't paid you. Yeah, I haven't paid you yet. Well, I'm not getting out of here before I get out of I think I've got a 20 or something in my wallet. I'll check it out. But you know what? And that's the thing, David. It's it's your... your, your um, um, your outgoing nature and this personality that comes along uh, with you um, from the first time I met you, despite everything that you've gone through, mm-hmm. is just, um, it's outstanding. It, it really is. And you, you, you just shine. You glow like nobody's business. And I think, wow, oh, wow. And now you've got a book out. It's called, Hey Guys, Did I Miss Anything? Great title. <laughs> a Journey Back and Stories from Five Months in a Coma. Uh, David Rayborn and Contributing Author. So when did this get all done? And this, this came out, I was on the show. We were on the show with Chris Sheets, the morning show. Yeah. And it actually aired on Ched on Sunday. Okay on the afternoon news or what's it his afternoon show yeah, yeah, yeah. okay his, his afternoon show on sunday and um he actually paid me 50 dollars for the book yeah so. okay you know what any up andrew guys upselling all right <laughs> so no we um we when we were on the show it was when we were airing it or when it was when we were just talking mm-hmm. um it was august 27th and that was the year anniversary of the launch party for my book and we had hordes of people thousands of people at my church and we were denying people at the door we're out of books and there's no more books left but no and you said money from it's going to the glen rose 100 percent, everything goes to the glen rose so it's 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 been pretty cool dallas the money that's raised from the ride what what's it used for it isn't used for anything specific. It's just used for the most important and the most urgent okay. needs that are there. Um, a lot of times money will be attached to something and, and then there is many things that come up that they can't fund. So what they do is they just, whatever is the most critical need and current need, they will yeah. the money will go towards that. A couple of texts coming in says, hey, were you in 4B when you were in the Glen Rose? Yes. Yeah, because someone said I was there at the same time with huh. you. Who's that? Um, it just said, were you in 4B at yep, the Glen Rose? I was it. there at the same time, at least part of your time. Yeah. Uh, says this one, and this one says, David has a crazy story. We designed a pin for him and a few others for last year's Courage Gala. Yeah. And this one, the Glen Rose is a very useful hospital. The people there are great. I spend an extended time there in 2012. And when you hear that, and when you hear the stories that come out of it, you don't think about it, as, as Andrew and I said, you don't think about it beforehand. No, it's always never, the case, so it's right? one of that, I've never heard of right? it before. And look what's it's done for you. Unbelievable. But you're always happy that it's there when you need yeah, it, absolutely. right? absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and David is just, you know, is a great example, but he's one of, of so many people that the Glen Rose has helped. And I can't remember, Dallas, maybe you know, but the numbers of people that go in and out of there every year. Mm-hmm. 
is exceptional, and they don't come from just Edmonton or Alberta. They come from across the country. Mm-hmm. Afghanistan, for example, the folks that came back, not everybody who needed rehab was there, but the majority of folks who need rehab from wherever in the country wound up at the Glenwood. Well, your Paul mm. Franklin's story. Paul Franklin is, is a great story. I, I met Paul when he came back from yep. Afghanistan, minus minus a couple of legs. He was yep. comatose at the time. Uh, but he spent a lot of time at the Glen Rose, and, and through people like Paul, they've developed terrific technology in terms of prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, not just legs in his case, but arms and, and everything yeah. else. So a lot of the people like David, like Paul, like others who go to the Glen Rose for treatment wind up, uh, you know, expanding the, the medical capability for everybody because hmm. of what, what they learn from people like that. So again, Lori, um, where can people go to get uh, more details? Uh, just uh, Google the Glen Rose Ride for Courage, okay, okay. and it'll it'll take you there. All right. There's another one with a fancy doojiggy name, but I can't remember. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> CourageRide.ca. CourageRide.ca. There you go. CourageRide.ca. Well, you know, as always, it's great to have you in, catch up with all three of you. May I just say before yes. you say goodbye that, honestly, I learn something every time you guys are in. I had no idea Chris Sheets had an afternoon show. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> that is fabulous. <laughs> We're uh, a better it, station for it. Sarah B who was there from Vancouver who was with you at the same time. Hi, so Sarah. Be- Hi, Sarah. Best of luck with the ride uh, coming up. And again, if you want to donate, now I've got to um, go to commercial break because I have to go get some money out of my wallet here, okay? <laughs> Some of your texts coming in. Um, this, uh, the Glen Rose absolutely gives your life back. My brother-in-law had a traumatic brain injury. He was in a coma for two months. Had to learn how to walk, talk, eat again. It's an exceptional place. Yes. And Sarah B. was there at the same time hmm. with, uh, with David, who is quite the salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. He's hawking books out in the newsroom even as we speak. <laughs> with 100% of the money going to the Glenrose. So good on him. And selling real estate now as well. Yeah. Oh, good for him. Um, coming up in two hours, mm-hmm. the details of the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News winter getaway. Wouldn't that be in an hour and a half? Well, math is hard for me. So yeah. I just kind of looked at the <laughs> clock and said, oh, whatever. Within two hours, sure. But 4.25, 4.25 will be... Um, Getting all the details on that, then around 4.45, we'll be talking with Dennis Oliberti from A New West Travel. Ooh. He'll break it down even more. Okay, great. Um, we don't have a lot of time before we have uh, Steve Mandel in studio to talk about the Alberta Party and all things related to Alberta politics. But uh, may I ask you a question? Uh, just your take again on this. The Nike boycott? The, you know... Does this boycott make sense? And I don't mean whether or not you agree or disagree with what Nike has done. And I think we all know the story, so I won't bore you with the details. But how does destroying your own how does destroying your own property in any way, yeah. even if you are convinced you're 100 percent right and you're convinced Nike's 100 percent wrong, you're going to take the stuff that you paid mm-hmm. Nike for. Yeah. And destroy it. Well, because you refuse to, because you're going to refuse to wear it because you're you're making a point. Uh, that's what they think that they're doing is mm-hmm. making a point about it. Well, what shares, you're doing is yeah. I mean, the the economic uh, impact to Nike would be a drop in the value of the shares, which has happened, right? Yeah. But that will climb, I'm sure, right back up again as. A, is always the case when it's no longer in the news mm-hmm. wheel, right? And I mean, you know what? There's a lot of people as 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 many as there are many people out there who are burning stuff. And tearing things off their, the swoop off their shirt or the swoop off their socks, whatever it is. Well, knock there's yourself a, out. There's a, yeah, go for it. <laughs> there's a lot of other people who are going to go buy sure. because of what they've done, uh, including me. 
Really? Yep. Oh, good on yeah, you. Absolutely. Um, you know, I've never, I, I can't recall, and I could be wrong, and if I am, please point it out to me at 6.30, 6.30. I don't recall a boycott. That has worked? That has worked. And, and the last one that comes to mind is Starbucks. It didn't work. <laughs> um, I can't think, there was a gun store chain down in the States that stopped selling assault rifles, and I don't think that worked. Um, well, I love this quote in this article today saying, the uh, the far-right calls for a Nike boycott will fail just like the boycott of Dick's Sporting Goods failed. Mm, uh, this is it. from Matt Powell, a senior advisor with a, market, with a market research firm. Old, angry white guys are not a core demographic for <laughs> Nike. <laughs> That's a Gun funny quote. Gun rights supporters called for the boycott of Dick's Sporting Goods earlier this year after the Taylor stopped selling assault rifles there and high-capacity magazines following that uh, massacre at a Florida high school. Yeah. Said um, the campaign will harm Nike in middle America, where it's a battle for Germany's Adidas for dominance in the sure. sneaker market. Maybe. So there you go. You know, a couple of people saying they don't know what the uh, the story is. How can you not if you're... But it was former San Francisco quarterback... Uh, what's his name? Colin uh, Kaepernick. Kaepernick, yeah. He was the first NFL player to kneel during the national anthem mm-hmm. as a protest against racism. Um, and he's been, what, put up by Nike as their... As their spokesperson, spokesperson. as the face for their 30th anniversary of Just Do It slogan. And it says... Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Right. Right. Because he's no longer in the NFL, right? Well, no team team has brought him back on, although many would consider him to to still be a really great quarterback. Exactly. So, I mean, that's the story, right? And it broke over the weekend, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure because I was catching up on news after I got back. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, it, it just, it, it honestly, it just made me laugh. And and I know I did see a story this morning, and everyone was waiting for the markets, you know, to see what would well, happen. It's dropped a bit. It's yeah, dropped well. a bit, but you know what? Uh, l- let's be honest. Seven uh, billion in market cap. Right. Trump passes wind, and the you know stocks drop. Mm-hmm. You know, the, that's what investors do. Like they, they sell, they buy, they you know, it, it almost always rebounds back, even with the pipeline. Um, uh, stock prices in uh, various oil companies in who are companies, yeah. in energy companies dropped and then recovered. Mm-hmm. It's it's what happens because they drop and they become more affordable and then other investors buy them and they go back up again. I mean, that's how the stock market works. But generally speaking, I can't see this hurting Nike at all. And I've mentioned this term many times when we've had these stories like this. It's the theory of osmosis in marketing, which is it really doesn't matter down the road why people remember your name. It just matters that mm-hmm. they remember your name. Mm-hmm. So down the road, I mean, think about it. I couldn't remember the name of the gun store mm-hmm. from a couple of months ago. I remembered Starbucks because it was more recently, but down the road, a Nike will just benefit ultimately from have, from being in the news for Grant, days. Grant says, ha, 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 joke. Yeah, because it's the far right and old white guys that are protesting this, not men and women of all colors that support the military and police. Get off your moral high horse. What does that mean? There's all sorts of people because they're saying it's also disrespectful to people who have fought for the flag and who have fought under the flag and who wear the flag. Well, guess what, folks? The men and women who fought... They fought for the right for peaceful to, to protest. Do, to peaceful protest. Right. That's the part I don't get. Um, Buying Nikes as we speak because of Kaepernick, says uh, this person. And this one says, does it bother you, Jay Lynn, that Kaepernick wore those socks depicting pigs in police uniforms? That's Brett. That's his decision. That is his decision. And you know what? When you look at some of the police brutality on um, blacks and other minorities in the States, 
right mm-hmm. now? Doesn't it just disgust you? Doesn't it shake your head as a human being going, okay, why are you calling why are you calling the cops on a on a black kid selling lemonade at mm-hmm. a stand or a black man swimming in the pool in his own apartment building? Or right, or right. or Yeah. By the way, here's a quick update for you. As is always the case when I'm uh, surrounded by Americans, I jump on the opportunity mm-hmm. to have a conversation as we did on our last listener trip. I did sit down with a guy from Middle America from mm-hmm. uh, Midwest and just asked him, like, I'm, I'm not here to argue with you. Yeah. He, we were talking about other things. He said, can you just explain Trump to me? And can you explain his popularity and how it... And basically, he just said this. It was actually kind of eye-opening. He said, first of all, that for a long period of time, people feel uh, that representatives only represented Los Angeles, New York, and everybody in the middle of America was forgotten. So that was the first thing that uh, Trump appealed to. And then he said, well, what about the fact that, and again, not trying to start an argument, he clearly lies all the time, like he's just a liar. And he said, tell me the name of a politician that doesn't lie. So he said, your complaint is that he's not a good liar. I'm like, you know what, that is actually a great argument. That is actually a really good argument. Name me a Paul, and I'm not saying I suddenly jumped on the Trump wagon because mm-hmm. I didn't. The guy still scares me, to be honest with you. But he makes a valid point. Like he's just a working guy who just wants to make money and wants to be able to afford to be on this cruise next year. And his point was, all politicians lie. Three o'clock news is coming straight up. The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.